0: Turn. get back to your first love, get back to the fire of God, get back to holiness, get back to righteousness, get back to studying the Word of God, get back to getting on your knees and crying out to God and run from all these foolish doctrines of men, doctrines of demons really, and, and, and get into the, the Word of God. Thank you for joining us once again at the gary wilkerson podcast i'm gary wilkerson and i'm here with Joshua west hi joshua how you doing greetings good we just got back from uh, california we did a pastor's conference there called fire in our bones 600 650 pastors and leaders gathered together and uh, god really touched many lives We're getting ready to do a few more things. We'd love for you to pray for us. Uh, If you're watching this podcast or listening to it, uh, we're getting ready to go to Mexico and Cuba here in the next few weeks. And we would be so blessed if you would take a moment to pray that what God is doing around the world in uh, touching lives and church and pastors and leaders that he would do for us there in those places. We also want to encourage you, if you're a pastor, a Christian leader, involved in any form of ministry, uh, in August uh, 2 through 4, we're in New York City at Times Square Church for another Fire in Our Bones conference. If you miss the San Diego conference, uh, you, you you can watch some of the videos from there, and I think you'll be uh, stirred in heart to want to participate in, in this thing. I think God is doing something very important in our nation right now and around the world, but we're seeing it here in America. We're seeing uh, some 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 signs and some uh, early uh, early touches of, of a, a sense of something that God could do uh, to move mightily so we're going to continue that theme last week. we talked about uh, re- revival in the church and spiritual awakening in the nation and what that looks like or what it doesn't look like. and we're gonna continue that that series. Josh, thanks for hanging in there with us today. Good to see you again.
1: Always great to be part of the podcast.
0: Thanks. you preached uh, last week in uh, california after the conference you went up to was it san jose
1: yes okay. we we san jose was the closest big city but it was okay. actually in tracy california okay. which is you know about an hour outside of san jose yeah. a church that uh a pastor who is you know real excited he didn't make it to the uh san uh, san diego conference okay. but he's he's going to be at the new york conference so he's gonna, real okay, excited. Okay. yeah
0: yeah yeah we had a good turnout at the san diego one but we had a lot of people saying like okay we love san diego we but you know if they're But New York City, yeah, we're gonna go to New York (laughs) City, yeah, and uh, you know the the the, such a landmark church, Times Square Church in New York City, that uh, you know my father started that like thirty something years ago, and uh, it's been it's been in a a place of real uh, the touch of God is is upon that 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 those people there, the leadership there, it's they're they're in my father was a pastor for. A number of years. Then Carter Conlon became the pastor. And now our dear friend Tim Delina, who is at our conference in San Diego, and will be at New York as well, uh, is pastor there now. And he he has uh, my dad and Carter had kind of a uh, that that awesome, holy reverence, weightiness, prophetic almost. Uh, Tim, I think, is probably a little more teacher uh, pastor and evangelist. and Definitely. so th- so they're seeing a lot of people saved and the church is, is growing they're 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 I think they're probably t- hitting some new areas of uh, teaching that that uh, just bringing. so so God has his way of uh, in a continuum of of moving by his spirit. Um,
1: Christ knows how to build his church. He
0: does, he does. yeah well, speaking of that, um, we talked last week about some. Forms of revival, but I, I just want to throw in a few scriptural uh, th- things here. in in Acts chapter uh, in Acts chapter 18, uh, I, I guess you'd call this a, a move of God. No, not no, I guess. You, this is a move of God. Yeah. Um, Acts chapter 18. Uh, you remember this? At the end of 18, Apollos has been speaking boldly, and, and um, in verse 24 it, it, it highlights some of his abilities. It says he's eloquent competent in scripture uh, he had been instructed in the way he was fervent in spirit he taught accurately the things of God verse 26 and began to speak boldly in the synagogue um, Aquila and Priscilla came along and they, they, they instructed in the way of God even more accurately and verse 28 he powerfully refuted the Jews in public uh, so you see uh, you know, th- 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 that's to me, that's where we're at right now, as as a nation, as a church. We 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 have, or at least in in the the better part. You have, on the other hand, obviously we've talked about this on our podcast here before. You have foolishness, you have unrighteousness, and the whole, you have lukewarmness, you have uh, entertainment centers. Uh, but 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 when we're functioning well, you'll see a lot of these things happening. But but oftentimes then you even when you have all that, you're still not seeing that thing that you long to see that that thing you know that God can do. And so uh, in chapter nineteen, verse seven, it says, there are about twelve men in all, uh, twelve men and all. so this is this is now uh, Paul had come uh, to Ephesus, and he's asking that they receive the Holy Spirit, and they said, no, we have John's baptism, but we haven't received the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and so I'm, uh, you know, you put all that together, and you think, okay, Paulus, with all his eloquence, with all his biblical knowledge, with his ability to speak, competent in Scripture, ferv- fervent and accurate. You know, he'd be a guy, he'd be a conference speaker. That everybody would pat on the back, and say, "Man, we want to hear him again." Right. Uh, but but only twelve men. Now it's not numbers that I'm looking at here, but there was something missing. There was a, there was a huge city of Ephesus that was horr- horrifically ungodly, uh, vile, and into witchcraft. It needed the power of the Holy Spirit, and Paul, when he came, that's a, apparently, as the first thing he saw. the The revival that he saw they needed was to move from John's baptism of of truth and righteousness and uh, and good things that they had, but but now to to add to that, add a, add a fire to their bones, so to speak, in, into that. And then you see, after that, all of a sudden, there's this, you know, Paul. There's there's this awakening in the city, and Probably hundreds, if not thousands. Uh, I read one commentary said, within the first few decades of the New Testament Church, the Church at Ephesus is said to have sixty thousand members. Uh, that's that's a pretty a strong church. move of God. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a big a big work from twelve men to that. Well, it takes this, it, it, you know, part of the revival that we're uh, speaking about here is, is is to see something happen that we go beyond that was good preaching and we sang some songs that were really you know God was there God was present but but is it impacting culture is it impacting the, the community around us as well that's that's part of it so I, I see that as one form of of revival that can happen today even I believe
1: definitely I, I completely agree there's a and I know you didn't read the whole thing but you were kind of just touching on some of the points mm-hmm. um, in verse eight, or chapter 18 verse 24 through 28 but that very last uh, verse says for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public showing by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus and so this is the centrifuge of, of all of what was happening um, is the idea that they were proving from the scriptures that Christ was Jesus that's why Paul um, was so complimentary towards, you know, the Bereans. When he came, he didn't like say, hey, you didn't accept me as the man of God. No, he said, he goes, man, you're no more noble than the rest. And then you talk about this other part when Paul comes to Ephesus um, and we see this, this powerful move of the Spirit of God. Um, I think one thing that we have to always remember, and I think it we know this, but it, we need it so – it needs to be such elementary, um, such conscious knowledge that we, we think about it in everything we do. It's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that anyone ever comes to saving mm-hmm. faith in Christ. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think we can do the little things and then God – we need God for these big moves or whatever. <laughs> but we actually need the power of the Spirit for one man yeah. to repent. It's a miracle. Yeah. Um, and and so there is this tension always happening, and it's interesting because as the Church of Ephesus blossomed, you know, Ephesus would be the place that Paul would spend the most continuous time in his entire ministry. Um, it's this place that he loved, He loved these people. Mm-hmm. And then a few short years later, he's sending Timothy, to ephesus because the place is overrun by false teachers that's the, that's where the epistles of first and second timothy come from right. paul had sent timothy there and so i feel like this idea of you know we see this amazing coming in mm-hmm. uh the the it seems like the church door swung open you could almost call it a you know one of the original awakenings yeah. i mean this is very early in the church's history but almost immediately um false teachers and false teaching come in and what happens is is i honestly believe it's because we we at some point we stop relying on the power of the spirit of god it's in him we move, live and move and have our being you know, not just have awakenings. It's we came to life because of the Spirit of God. We we understand the Scriptures because of the Spirit of God. Um, we actually have our being, yeah. like, and, and we move forward as Christians because we have the Spirit, yeah, the Spirit true. of God. So I think this this the, you know back to what we said in last week's podcast. It it starts with with one person, and I think we we can um, sometimes we can elevate people and say well you know he was the one who did this work Uh, but but many times before god brings in a a man with a sickle other men have planted watered been faithful and by god's grace or god's sovereignty someone else comes in and reaps the harvest there's been many a times personally not talking about a revival but just bringing someone to saving faith there's times where people. You know, come into Teen Challenge, and I've had the opportunity to kneel down with them and pray uh, as they surrender their life to Christ and watch them over the course of weeks, months, and year bear fruit. But I also know that there were people, it wasn't because I was super anointed in that moment, it was because people had had preached the Word of God to them, had prayed for them, had just planted and watered, and in this moment I was just the 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 one who benefited the, from the joyous experience of taking the sickle and and gathering the harvest and so I think when we think about the power of the Spirit of God that way we need we need Him in in every regard if you're gonna read a scripture when you're done I have one I want to okay. read
0: yeah no just just continuing in Acts here for a minute I lo- I love that you brought up the last verse there you know uh, powerfully refuting <clears throat> Jews in public showing by scriptures that uh, the Christ was Jesus, so so you've got a, a very strong core, a word-based work, and then Paul comes along and, and brings the Spirit. So you've got the word and the Spirit, and a lot of churches and a lot of leaders and a lot of teachers talk about this, the the marrying of the word and the Spirit together. And that that I think, you know, not that Paul would have not brought the word, but, right? But but he already had a foundation to work on, so he could come one day and say, hey, has the Holy Spirit breathed on you yet? And they're, they're, right. they, you know, and it's and it's and they had they had a foundation already so i think this is this is speaks to our own christian life have a foundation let the spirit continue to breathe on you avoid false teaching and doctrine false doctrines because it's easy to fall into um, you know i was i was a little surprised at this past conference i was at that I, one of the attendees was you know <clears throat> speaking to me afterwards and just in <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of a little weird here. Um, saying how much he enjoyed uh, Zig Ziglar, and uh, you know, I don't know if you know that name. I do. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not even sure the man was a Christian, a positive thinker, and just like how much he had, you know, and just so how how easy it is to, you know, have have the teaching, have the spirit, but then let other things come into your life. And another another thing, you know, and 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 so so to go from. Acts 19:17. Here's 19:17, And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and the fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord was extolled. And also many of those who were uh, now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. A number of those who had practiced magic, and you know the story, 50,000 pieces of silver worth of stuff. Uh, verse 20, so the word of God prevailed. The Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. That was until... You see him sending Timothy. And then in Revelation chapter two, it's it's the, the spirit speaking to the church and Ephesus is one of the churches. And and he says there, verse four, but I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you first did. Well, what were the works they first did? Being solid in the word, being filled with the Holy Spirit, sharing the gospel with people around them. Those were the works they first did. And but then the love was was gone too. So 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 to to ever lose that 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 you know the the showing by scriptures to lose the Holy Spirit to lose the discernment and allow ourselves to have synchronism where we where we enjoy good solid biblical teaching, but then we also go to the to the false teachers of the world and enjoy right. and enjoy their uh, the the the, 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 the encouragement of the flesh, the, the optimistic pat on the back that makes us feel good, a- adding that to it, it, if we do that, it's going we're going to hear this rebuke, Correct. return, get back to your first love, get back to the fire of God, get back to holiness, get back to righteousness, get back to studying the Word of God, get back to getting on your knees and crying out to God and run from all these foolish doctrines of men, doctrines of demons, really, and, and, and get into the, the Word of God.
1: You can't, you know, I think one thing that has to be said is you can't divorce the idea of loving God from loving his word. Right. There are so many people that claim to love God who despise his word. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself said, those who love me will keep my commands. Mm-hmm. He's not saying that, you know, we're saved by, you know, law keeping or anything like that. What he's saying is a person actually has, a regenerate heart. Those who love me, love my words, love my commands. Um, This is how we know who God is. This is how we know the promises of God and the spirit of God. um, You know, these two things should never be at odds. The word of God and the spirit of God. People try to speak about those things that are disjointed. And so when, you know, when Paul is, um, you know, ministering to them in Acts, and then later John the revelator is saying, you've lost your first love. We can't, we can't Forget that. Typically, people who claim, you know, there are—I'm sure they claim to love God too, but but his words were far from their heart, and, and 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 I think that's you know what the prophet Isaiah said too. You guys sing the right songs, but you know, but 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 it's far from your heart. It's not your heart, and so I think that's that's something we have to realize. Is it's not saying because I study the Bible I love. It proves that I love God. No. I study the Bible because I want to. I want to know the character of God. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to bask in the glory of His promises to me. I want to find real encouragement and real Christian inspiration, not my flesh tickling. Right. Um, and so I think. I think that you all those things are together. That love for God is. It's the love for the wholeness of God, um, the Trinity, His Word, the power of His Spirit. All these things are. Are together the unity is completely in or the Trinity is completely in unity, yeah. and so let me read one scripture yeah, if you don't mind, and then I'll uh, defer back to you. So in second or in First Corinthians chapter two, we both know this. Um, I preach on this a lot in Corinthians two one through five. Paul speaking here to the church at Corinth, he said, "When I came to you, brothers, I didn't come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom." And he's not saying that that the word God's words not wise, or that you know even that he's not eloquent. he's he's distancing himself from the G- Roman greco philosophical, you know, this idea of knowledge you know that 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 everyone in that world was hungry for. He's like, listen, i I'm not trying to come in through that lane. I didn't come to you with lofty speech and wisdom, human wisdom he said for i decided to know nothing among you except jesus christ and him am crucified and then paul says and i was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling and my speech and my message were not in the plausible words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of god now this scripture is used many many times the demonstration of the spirit and power and we, I've heard many people use that to accommodate whatever sort of Christianity they are trying to forward. We need a demonstration of power. Um, we need a, a demonstration of the Spirit. And what they mean by that is maybe some, you know,
0: manifestations,
1: manifestations yeah. char- you know, charismatic manifestations. Mm-hmm. Or some people might mean healings or things like this. Yeah. But if you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, tells us what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the power of the gospel, this evidence of changed lives. He would tell these people later that that you have the evidence because you have living, walking epistles walking amongst you. It's the evidence of the gospel transformed life. And so it's important that we realize that that the gospel is always part of this. Um, The demonstration of power that I want to see is two things. I want to see lost people coming into the saving grace of Christ, and I want to see Christian people conformed and being conformed to the image of Christ. If it doesn't have something to do with one of these two things, (laughs) then I'm not really that interested in it. Spiritual gifts that Paul talks about in uh, First Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, you know, His problem with it was that that things had gotten out of hand, and and people obviously weren't doing them in the spirit of love. That famous First Corinthians thirteen, but it wasn't for it wasn't in love because it wasn't for what the what the Spirit equips us for in the first place—to forward the gospel. And in this setting for the edification and building of, of the church. And so I think any time we talk about revival or, or moves of God, we have, to, we have to stay closely tethered to what God states His intended purposes are for us to be saved and renewed to God, for us to live holy lives, and for us to um, propagate this message to a lost and dying world.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's and First Corinthians two two you, you you read this he decided I uh, I have that circled in my Bible he, he there was a decision he had to make and and there's and then, and then he lays out two options to know nothing except Christ and Him crucified or uh, speech and message with plausible words of wisdom uh, and, and and so he chooses that he he chooses to go with. And I think that you're absolutely right. The demonstration of the of the spirit and of power is the first thing he decided. I'm, I'm going to nothing except him and cr- Christ and crucified. That's the the power. And, and you're right. You he, he read chapter one, verse eighteen. The word of the cross. That's that's what he decided to to preach. That and nothing else is followed. To those who are perishing, but to us, being saved, it is the power of God. Yes. Yeah, so so sometimes we think church is we have the word of God. And then sometimes we get the power of God. Right. Uh, like uh, that has a great word, but we really wanted to see the power. No, nobody was at the altar crying or, uh, you know, there was no, no manifestation, um, but he's actually clear, clearly clearly stating the foundation in 22, he says, the Jews demand signs. Uh, okay, that Okay. If you take that demonstration of spirit and power to be a sign, well, he's just said the Jews demand that the Greeks seek wisdom, but, but no, not us. We're preaching Christ we're we're not looking for signs we're not now it doesn't mean that he didn't see the manifestation of the spirit take place in his ministry you know his apron people got healed just at, if that's not seeing no doubt. signs and wonders and but, it's not
1: discounting those things right? no, the it's Bi- not. the bible says it doesn't and here's where i think a lot of people who are maybe even believers some maybe not believers but are so desperately seeking signs the bible never tells us to seek signs it says to go forward preach the gospel and in their context it says and signs and wonders will follow you so we get the cart kind of before the horse instead of the purpose is to listen god is going to enable the spreading of his gospel his spirit is going to for if you're preaching christ and him crucified your god is going to empower that and enable that in a supernatural way um, if you're preaching signs and wonders, uh, you're, you know, and I and, and having a teaching, you know, about saying, here, here's what we believe and why we believe it. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the idea is we see so many people today that are just hungry for signs, hungry for signs instead of being hungry for God and for people to actually know yeah. the God of the word. I was going to show you this before you moved on on the front of my bible my wife had made for me it's got 1 corinthians chapter 2 verse 2 etched into it I, you know decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified and it's a great reminder every time i open my bible <laughs> that if i'm preaching out of or leviticus even before you open it. Right, if I'm preaching out of Leviticus, or if I'm preaching out of Revelation, or if I'm preaching out of Genesis, that I've decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ, and I'm yeah. crucified.
0: Yeah, that's that's so so true. And if if you go to if you go to only uh, again, I agree with you that it's good to you know you can we can teach on the gifts because Scripture teaches on, the but if your ministry and church culture is that's all you get, you know. It's like in some in, in the in the uh, you know in the in, in the pop psychology kind of churches, all you get is like optimism. You know, you can make it. You can your destiny, fulfillment. Then these other churches, all you get is kind of a, a, hung, a teaching on signs and wonders, uh, testimonies of signs and wonders, hunger for more signs and wonders. You know, just it, it's a cyclical thing coming back around, and, and that that uh, that you know. Uh, and I agree with you that it's important to teach on those things, but but I've always looked at it, you know, when you look at Jesus' ministry, it, it almost always starts with a felt need. Uh, will you, is the question that people start asking, will you heal my body, will you cleanse my leprosy, will you touch my son who th- gets thrown in the fire, will, and, and, and Jesus delights in that, so we're not putting down the science no, of wonders at all, no but doubt. But that's just the starting place. But we don't get stuck there because I, uh, the way I teach it is, Jesus has an agenda, a holy agenda to move us from "Will you" to "Who who are you"? Yeah. Uh, he start people start asking, "Who is this man that can heal the sick? Who is this man that can raise the dead? Who is this man that can can calm the seas?" So so the the "Will you" has a purpose for it, and if but if we get stuck on the "Will you," you're going to be immature. We're gonna be just seeking signs and wonders. Uh, We're going to be, we're not gonna be these people who decide to know nothing except the cross. We're gonna be people that decide to know the cross and signs and wonders. Right. Uh, And and so moving from the the Holy Spirit agenda for us is to move us from, uh, will you do this for me? Will you touch? And sometimes I have to be careful because I'll diminish that part like, right. I don't want Jesus to do anything for me. I just want to. I just want his glory. I want to seek his face. I want to know him. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to pray about my I'm sick or you're sick. Right. You know, but I got to be careful because Jesus the Bible, cares about that.
1: And the Bible tells us to. It, c- it tells if someone us to. Is sick, it's gathered, the heart of God. Yeah. That's right. Gather yeah. them together and pray that yeah. they might be healed. So, so I have to
0: be cautious not to throw that out because I, I so want just uh, – it's just the way I'm built. Edification of Christ, the you know manifestation of His presence, His spirit, more more than the signs and wonders. But 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 let's 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 get back to that. That is important. That's real. But it has a purpose. It's yeah. Uh, who is this man? Okay. Then all of a sudden, people come back like the the one, you know, he circled back around after he was healed in the temple, and he said, Hey, these Jews are giving me a hard time, and then Jesus, you know, begins to explain himself to them, you know, and then eventually he gets to the his teaching, uh, the I, I am. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Have you been with me so long and you don't know, right. know who I am?
1: Powerful stuff.
0: Yeah. So that, that it's that that is the ultimate thing, and we we get stuck sometimes. The church gets stuck in in that first leg, and and that's. And, but but all of them are, are important, and, that, and that's you know because all of them all of those are part of the cross. You know, it's the it's it's the Isaiah fifty three. What the cross is, has done for us. It's important to
1: say this we pri- we we prioritize just like Jesus did your spiritual condition above your physical condition the truth is we're all going to this body is going away one day yeah um and so but that doesn't mean that he wasn't mindful of our of our condition here at all either but i think the priority is always someone's spiritual condition hey listen you you could heal me of cancer but if i'm not in christ Um, you know, nothing, nothing really good happened for me. And I think one of the things that I wanted to say before you moved on was this, I think that what concerns me about some people is not that they want to see a powerful demonstration of God, but it's more, it's more obvious that they want to, they want power not to manifest the power of God. It's very subtle. They want, they want power and they want to be powerful. And so that's why they elevate certain men because they want to be like those men it's too. Almost
0: like, sorry to interrupt. Keep keep that thought. But, but it's almost like rather than be conformed to the image of Christ, I, I see this powerful entity, a Christ entity, and I want to emulate that. I want to be a Christ myself. Exactly. I want to walk around and have the crowds follow and, and touch this person. I, I really feel there is that. From the the very
1: beginning of the fall, the
0: garden, right? the
1: garden, it's it's we want to be like God. And so the fact that I'm in communion and connected um, as a son, I mean, you know, I'm sealed for the day of salvation. I'm a son of God by the grace of Christ. But but that idea that I'm like God or ever will be. Like God, something we have to be. We have to make really clear distinctions between, um, because then we're just getting back to our our rightful purpose, and God kind of owes it to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a that's a different so, topic. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, one finish your thought? one thing I wanted to say too about Zig Ziglar that you mentioned. So one thing that's important, you know, and I'm not <clears throat> greatly acquainted with the the teachings of Zig Ziglar, but one important thing that I've come across them in my academic studies, especially in my studies of the sort of like derailment of the church into the the seeker sensitive movement, sort of born out of the people like you know Norman Vincent Peale and and uh, you know uh, Robert uh, Schuller, you know of the Crystal Cathedral. I think what what Zig Ziglar really was, is Zig Ziglar wasn't a pastor. He didn't claim to be a pastor. He was a Christian business person, and I don't so I don't know if he was. Had bad ideas about theology, but there, there. I think he he woke some people up to something. They saw this man who was very successful, and he he put like a God hat on all of his business principles and success. And uh, there's great evidence that many of these early people begin to look to him and say, "We can marry these two things," and I and I think that's that's the problem so you know i, I don't know i don't know Zig Ziglar's yeah, don't know either either. writings well yeah. enough to critique him one way or the other but i do know that he was sort of a catalyst for this idea that that if you put god first you're going to be successful it's going to be big it's going to grow yeah. and uh while we do need christian business people mm-hmm. um that's not what we need in the pulpit of the church yeah. we don't need pastor as ceo yeah. pastor as tech TED Talk expert, pastor, as motivational speaker, and that's what Zig Ziglar really was—a motivational speaker.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that's and maybe that was his lane, and God called him to do that. So we don't have to necessarily sit here and announce him. But when that's when that's brought into the church as the gospel, right? The gospel is, if you follow these rules, you're going to be materialistically blessed, uh, prosperous, no suffering, hardship. Uh, everything you touch will, you know, be, will be turned to gold, and that's not, that's not the story. You said that at a conference. Unless you can preach the gospel anywhere in the world, uh, if your gospel can't be preached in some third, you know, developing nations, <clears throat> then it's not really probably the gospel. And so, that I think I think you're right. That's that's you know, that, I'm glad you brought that up. To, to not not to just sit here at our podcast and put this person down or that person down, but but to say. You know, just, uh, and again, take it into, you know, like Bereans, like, you know, is what this person's saying. Because I, d- I do think there's a place for, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, a motivational speaker. If you're a business person and you listen to a motivational speaker and they give you some good tips to help you lead your staff or, you know, cr- create a financial network that's more healthy. Nothing wrong God with Praise God for that. Yeah, that's Nothing good. Nothing wrong with but it. But it's, it's, what we're talking about here When we would, when we would be cautionary about it would be, Seeing that as the gospel. Keep Same thing with of,
1: politics. You know, it's like keep it I, out of your Sunday yeah, pulpit. Oh.
0: Yeah, I, I love uh, politicians who advocate for traditional marriage or against abortion. That's the, I vote for them. I support them. I give them money. I, I pray for them. Um, but I don't necessarily want to see them as as that as the gospel. That that becomes a nationalistic. Uh, viewpoint, which is a whole other podcast, we'll have to do one Definitely. of these days. Uh, that you know, what what is does what does God think about nations? Uh, but but you know, uh, but uh, here is here's what we're talking about. What, it, what you know, just to, if we're talking about nations, or uh, he he does want to see his Spirit move. He wants to see a lot of people come to Christ, and that's what we're advocating. We kind of run out of time again. This is moving pretty fast, but we'll we'll continue these things. We have got a lot more. Uh, things ahead of us so we just want to encourage you uh, to uh, check out the new book fire in our bones world challenge we also uh, that you can sign up now for the pastors conference Le- christian leaders conference in new york city in august we'd love for you to register early we have a, uh, a reduced in fare there f- for you and uh, now's the time to do that pray for us as well as we travel and continue this work of the mystery. god bless you thanks for joining us today thanks joshua god bless you god bless you too Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in the mission of World Challenge. Thank you for listening and supporting. World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Visit us online at worldchallenge.org.